0: there and welcome to the podcast Biblical Question where today we're going to talk about a statement many people make. "I have no need for the church. I have no need for the church. What kind of reaction do you give when someone tells you this statement? You might expect it kind of a wording or statement to come from someone who who falls in the category of a, a non-believer or a non-Christian. What is your reaction? When those very words come out of the mouth of one who claims to be a Christian, do you act differently or react to it differently? How many of us know someone like I just described? My guess, probably most of us listening, uh, have met somebody or encountered someone along the way uh, like this. I did find this uh, interesting uh, survey on the internet and it gave five reasons why people do not go to church and the first one is church people are hypocrites in other words they'll they'll say one thing and then they do another thing so I'm not going to have anything to do with those hypocrites point number two was churches only care about your money third thing was I do not go to church because it's boring I don't get anything out of it, it's what they're trying to say, it's a workout, I stand, I sit, I kneel, whatever. And I don't understand anything that they are saying, and all I do is get confused. Uh, Number four is, church makes me feel guilty. And what they're trying to say is, I think, is, "I, I feel bad when I don't go to church. Then someone steps all over my lifestyle and makes me feel guilty all the way around and I really don't need that I get enough of that at work or wherever and the fifth one was church does not meet my standards in other words they're saying well I already know everything and so why should I bother then you have this whole denominational thing thrown in the mix as well well today I want to look at how we can probably or should be able to make some difference in people's lives that don't go to church and that do not go to worship we should learn uh, and understand what's going on probably in their mind we should let what God has been doing in their in our life and through the church lives and trying to communicate what God has done for us and if we make this a positive thing positive statements and actions can be just contagious and people can catch it as negative things can be the church perhaps in our eyes it might be imperfect we we must acknowledge though however that the church really is perfect in god's eyes and it's only by his atoning blood that really makes it perfect so when you and i say we're covered in the blood of christ uh, it's covering our sins we know that we're sinners. We know that we've fallen short. But God sees the sacrifice of his son and that's what he sees is uh, his son's blood covering no sin. He cannot see them. We must understand probably a little better than some of us do. Or I know this is a continuing thing for me to understand and, and grasp that the atoning blood that washes me clean. Uh, the Bible says it's true and I believe that you know when people want to argue this point with me my my question generally is why would God present anything less to Satan than the church that stands in complete opposition of Satan and his demons you see we need to understand too that church is a vessel that God uses to deliver his message To a lost and dying world. To bring healing to those who are hurting in a very real way, spiritually speaking. What are we going to say when people tell us they don't want to go to church? Well, we need to remind them, and probably ourselves too, of the benefits that God offers through the church, his church. I'm not talking about names on buildings. I'm talking about the church that he died for. And the first thing is, uh, the church gives people a place to believe. The church gives people a place to believe. So that we can move a little closer to God, start that relationship that God desires from all of his creation. You know, how many of us have, have battled with some doubts in our own personal life about God? And I'm sure if you're honest with yourself, a few of us from time to time have, have had some doubt and I'm going to use Thomas here as an example of of one who knew Jesus but yet he, he doubted in his mind about who Christ really was and you can find this in John chapter 20 verse 27 and then he said to Thomas reach here with your finger and see my hands and reach here your hand and put it into my side and do not be unbelieving but believing See, Thomas, for some reason or another, hasn't seen the risen Christ. And the other apostles have been trying to tell him uh, that Jesus was alive. He was no longer in the grave. And, you know, Thomas has, you know, said, well, I will believe it if I can put my fingers where those wounds are. What does Jesus really do here in the context of a relationship with Thomas? Well, Jesus takes the doubt and removes it And replaces it with assurance in the same way the church can really help answer questions of doubt and turn the unbelief into belief in God God can use the church to to help meet our needs in our spiritual gain to have more faith you know, as a very young Christian, I recall coming fresh out of the baptistry. I, I had lots of doubts, and I was unsure of many things in my life as a young Christian. You see, I'd been polluted with so many things of the past, of what I had taught, what I'd heard, what I'd read. I wasn't really sure which way to go. I had just enough Bible study in me probably to tell me that, you know what, I need to repent. I need to be immersed, and I need to start walking for what Christ wants me to do. And I thought, right out of the baptistry, I thought, well, I'm going to be cured of everything. I won't have any more temptations or problems. Uh, Well, guess what? I did. But, you know, I did start going to worship uh, on Sunday morning only. I didn't go to the Bible classes uh, on Sunday or Wednesday. And shortly after uh, my baptism, several weeks later, uh, an older man he he come up to me and he challenged me to come to class, and so I did. I, I started to attend more uh, church activities. I went to more church Bible studies, and when I did this, the more I started to understand God's plan for me, it became more and more clear. And then I went off to a uh, preaching school, and there's no doubt. As a Christian, I had grown, but there are still times, uh, looking back, it was really painful. I recall in preaching school, I, I still had some doubts on a few things. And you might think, well, this means I really didn't believe in God. Well, I would disagree with you. I just simply had a lack of some knowledge. And once I gained some understanding and the knowledge, some of those doubts, in fact, all of them, they, they went away you see, it was at church. It was around the group of Christians. Church is not a building. It's the people. We often misunderstand that. And when I was with the people that make up the church, and I understood more and more, they encouraged me, they, they prayed with me, we read together, we studied together, and again, those doubts about God went away. And when they went away, my faith became stronger. I understood more and more about what God had to say in His Word. But you don't need a a master's degree or a doctor's degree in Bible or theology, whatever you want to call it, to understand the basics of what God expects you to do and what the church is. And I truly believe that God has moved in my life in, in so many locations on the planet. I've been in many countries teaching. And I always grow each time I do those things and God allows my horizons to expand. You know, I really have fallen more in love with Him than ever before. And that's my hope for you as a listener to grasp and understand. That you too can have doubts erased, you can have stronger faith, in believing what you do believe to be truth from god's word and it's the local congregation that helps us do that paul writes in romans chapter 10 verse 17 very famous verse quoted a lot so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god and as we hear the sermons and we go through the bible classes our faith does start to grow and it's only, our faith comes from God. So many people think it, it starts with us, but it, no, it comes from hearing the Word of God. And the second point is, the church will give you a place to belong. You know, so many of us, we want to have a place to belong. I, that's, that's just a fact of life. We, we all want to belong somewhere, and we all want to fit in somewhere. But sadly, so many people are trying to fit in in all the wrong places and they're going about it completely the wrong way in trying to fit a, a round peg into a square and just not going to work and you're going to parties uh, spending way too much money to buy your friends and all those people all they're really trying to say is please accept me uh, let me buy your friendship the Hebrew writer Uh, Chapter 10, verse 25 says, Not forsaking our own assembly together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. You see, the Hebrew writer really is stressing that we need a meeting as a church. Not a building, but the people together make up the church. And when one person in church hurts, we all hurt. We don't shoot the the poor fellow and put him out of his misery. We stop and we help that person to get up and brush off their dirt, their dust, and encourage them to start walking again in Christ. Soldiers in combat. When one of their own gets hurt, what do they do? Well, they usually pick up their fellow soldier and they, they take him to safety. They get a they get them some medical help so they can get healed up. In, the healthy, in a healthy local congregation, we need to stop and help our family member get back on track to a spiritual walk. and Because we belong together. We're all in the family of God. We need to offer up prayers for one another. And we need to encourage one another and not tear each other down. The Apostle Paul would write to the Thessalonian church, and First Thessalonians chapter five verse eleven says that very thing. Therefore, encourage one another and build up one another. Just also, you are doing. You see, when we, we get that sense that you belong to the entire family of God, there is a sense of assurance that I'm not alone when trouble comes along that God's going to be there for me and I will be just fine because I have brothers and sisters in the church who are going to help me and encourage me and pray for me. Paul would write to the church in Rome in chapter 12, verse 5, So we, who are many, are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. You see, so the church gives you a place, gives me a place to believe. If you, if you get yourself into a congregation, you'll start to feel that you belong, and you'll have your place with God and where he wants you to be. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 22 says, In whom you are also being built together into a dwelling of God in the Spirit story here I'm going to share I'm going to keep the names out and the location but this is a true event a single mom was taught the gospel and she believed everything that she was taught after several months of studies and, and going to church and Bible classes uh, she was baptized and everyone was encouraging her they welcomed her into the family But apparently, nobody bothered to ask her where she worked, if there was any physical needs, things that she might need, or things they needed to know about or help her with. And about three or four months later, she would come up uh, at the uh, invitation or the altar call, depends where you go, what they might call that. and she she confesses that she's a harlot. And she's full of tears and full of shame. As she dumps out this information to the man that she met at the front row. And she tells him that, I love coming to church, but I hate what I'm doing for a living. I've tried working at other places, but the problem is, they didn't pay her enough to support herself and her children, her child, and and so she would sell, sell her body. The man told her that he loved her, and God loved her, and as he stands in front of the congregation and tries to explain what the need would be without further shame, they, they pray for her. And they, the whole group surrounded her. It was impressive. And the elder, he had his own business and things, and he says, I'm going to give you some money, and I'm going to help you so that you can take care of your child and yourself. The catch is you, you have to really quit what you're doing. You can no longer do that. You have to stop that sin in your life. But we're going to try to help you get out of that. And since I'm willing to, to help you get you some money and help you get out of debt a little bit, I want you to go out and find a job. And a second man that heard that, that she needs a job from the church that paid better than what she was making, even in her secret life. He gives her the job. You see, we need to encourage one another. And we need to help one another. And never once did I ever hear anybody judge her. And call her nasty names. Or cut her down. All they did was offer prayers. And comfort. And encouragement. And God did the rest by taking care of the situation. By using the church. If he can do this for this woman. What can he do for you and me? You see, we need to allow God to work in the church. And when we allow God to work in the church, nothing is impossible. The church gives us the chance to be the person that God really wants us to be. And we must understand that we are really not complete without the church. In the same manner, The church is not complete without you. If you're not there in church, doing things, whether it's worship or being part of the group, going out and visiting the sick, it's really not not getting done. You want to know why some people don't connect with the church? Again, I've kind of alluded to this, but look up the word church in the dictionary and the title that we'll give it will be A Church is a Building for Public Worship in Christianity. You see, the dictionary says that church is a building. Well, the church building made of brick and stone can't love you back. It's It's the same temperature as the outdoors or whatever. There's a lot of difference. You see, Scripture makes it perfectly clear people make up the church. Most of us make mistakes and but here we are, we're still serving, and we know that God will forgive us, we keep going forward, and it's much easier. And there's strength in numbers. You see, when we forget that we are the church, we we fall into this trap that we're there to be served. The building cannot go out and preach to the lost, it can't make hospital visits, it can't help those who might need a ride to a doctor or or a prayer only a living human being can walk around and do that and until we start telling others how God is alive and living in our lives to be a church that that tells the, the world that God loves them it really doesn't matter what happens inside of a church building if we don't take that message outside of the four walls to a dying and desperate world who really truly needs to know who God is and what his love really is and are we failing in our mission as a church Christ established you know while you're listening I want to ask you uh, yourself that question am I living and acting like the person that God wants me to be or am I just an observer notice here in Acts chapter 2 Uh, Verse 42 says, They were continually devoting themselves to the apostles, teaching to fellowship and the breaking of bread into prayer. Are we as a church, do we devote ourselves to the teaching and the fellowship and the breaking of bread along to prayer? Or do we we lack (laughs) in these areas? And then down in verse 47, same chapter, Praising God and having favor with all people And the Lord was adding to their number day by day those who were being saved. Are we the church people? Are we, in our lives, are we changing others by presenting the gospel? You see, people's lives are being changed here. And and when they become changed towards God, they repent. They, They become a saved person. They follow the gospel and they obey it. Or are we just a social club? Or as God has so much more in store for us, He wants us to be transformed by Him and for Him. You know, all we have to do really is listen and follow Him and and follow what the Scripture says in the New Testament about how to become a child of God. Some people listening, I understand you're... You're living in places where it's really hard to find a, a Bible-believing church. Or maybe you're in a country where there is no church building. Maybe you're meeting in each other's homes. Hey, that's great. Where two or more are gathered, the, Christ says that he is there. We need to have a place that we can get together as Christians and study and praise God to give in prayers of thanksgiving, to encourage each other and one another, and to let our light shine before men. Being a Christian is not a secretive thing. It's not always easy to be a Christian, no matter where you live in the world. And I pray each day that as we we do these podcasts that you will learn and grow and that we really are being encouraging to you, uh, the listener, And we thank you for your prayers and your support. And I encourage you to go to our webpage and you can find links there about us uh, on our social media account as well on linkedin.com. And we'd love to hear from you. And we pray for you. And may God have the glory.